Hello, and welcome to On Staging, a community theater-focused discussion podcast highlighting the development and staging of community theater productions in Calgary and surrounding area. Today, I'm joined by A.J. Pierce, the facilitator of Workshop Theater's new Actors Studio program, Newfoundland-born, Calgary-raised, and Britain-educated with a Master's in Cultural and Arts Management from the University of Westchester. AJ studied theater at the University of Calgary, film at SAIT, has his hands full with three children, and most importantly, for this discussion at least, the director of Stephen Dietz's play Dracula, presented at the Pump House Theater, opening October 27th through November 4th from Workshop Theater. Perfect for the spooky season, this version of Dracula brings both the H's to the stage, filled with both humor and horror. Is that correct? Y- yes. Awesome. Yeah. Tickets are available at the link in the show notes before. AJ, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. Yeah, that's great. What is this Dracula all about? What makes it different from all the other versions? When I initially read the script, I was really taken by how it focused on the characters. It wasn't merely just about Dracula coming and eating people. It focuses very much on Lucy and Mina and their relationship and how they eventually end up in their situations with Dracula. I like that it jumps between the timelines back and forth. And uh, I thought there was some good monologues. And, and, and as you said, humor, a lot of good humor with Renfield and uh, the interactions between the characters. I, I just felt there was a lot there that I could work with. That's great. How many characters are in this? Uh, in total, there are 12. Holy moly, that's a big cast. Yes. Yeah. It's been very different for me because I normally do a much smaller thing. So there's some main characters and some very small incidental ones that they said you could cast several with one person. But I thought, no, let's get as many people involved as possible. And they're very small roles, but they are so eager and happy and and a really great feeling with the whole group. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. So you read the play. When did that happen? We started searching for, because we knew we had a Halloween slot. So we started looking for something spooky last year. Last year when? Uh, th- this past spring. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We looked at about three or four different ones. And uh, I looked at the possibility of writing one, uh, adapting a, a horror novel that I like, but I couldn't get the rights. So we found this one and I just thought it was perfect for what I wanted to do and what we wanted to put across and, and work with our group. That's wonderful. Okay, so you read this, but you'd already been scheduled and slated to direct for Workshop Theater. And that was... When this season came up and we knew we had Halloween, everyone knows that I love horror. So they instantly went. At, yeah, I'm going for the general listener yeah. at home, AJ's in a Friday the 13th shirt, which is apropos because that's the day we're recording. this. Eh, eh, yeah. Um, so they knew that that was my my bag. So mm-hmm. once we got the October slot, they, they came to me and, and it was whatever I can find to do for horror. Right. Yeah. But hadn't you been scheduled to do something else for workshop? prior to doing and taking on Dracula? Oh, I've been doing, uh, we were working out the other day and I've been doing production since January. Wow. Consecutively, both with Workshop, with our actor studio and with the One Act Festivals and our summer show that we did. It's It's been nonstop. So that's why the timeline is funny for me because I've just been show right. after show. Um, no, I was getting to the fact that I thought that there was supposed to be Night of the Living Dead at one point here and that that hasn't, co- that never No, no, we, we did Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Um, during covid right um that's how i got into workshop was that i i was in the original cast covid hit and i stepped back but they went ahead and did it and it was the only live production that year was night of the living dead so we've done it twice now and we'll probably do it again because it's it's a really good show and it gets the audiences and you know that's what you got to do at the end of the day absolutely you you want bums on seats butts and seats yeah exactly so it'll probably come around again 
Yeah. Great. So how did you get introduced with Workshop? How long have you been with them as a company? Yeah, since since that production of Night of the Living Dead, which I auditioned for late 2019, early 2020, I just saw it on online and went right. along, got cast. Unfortunately, didn't go through with the show because COVID and my family and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but I went to Jackie and said, uh, I think there's more we can do here. And especially for people that can't do a main stage, don't have the time to give all that time that can maybe just come once a week. So why don't I start an actor studio, uh, teach some classes and get people out once a week, and then they'll do some scenes to present to people at the end. So we've been doing that for a couple of years now. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, it turned into a one-act festival that we did last year. And um, now I'm seeing those actors in the main stages. So it's it's like a a growth thing within the company. That slow build up in development. Yeah, like get introduced, you know, hone those skills, and then get on those big productions. So back in the spring of, was it last year or this year that you made, that you realized, okay, we have a slot that's open for the Halloween spooky season time. I need to find something for workshop to put together and put up. Yeah, it was this year. Okay. Um, And initially I had read this book um, by this horror author, Grady Hendrix, absolutely loved it, contacted him. He even got back to me and uh, said, Amazon just made a movie of it. The rights are shut down for a couple of years. So I said to to the board, well, let's just keep me in there. We'll pick another one. And, and that's great. I mean, bad for you. Great for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was really good about it. And he said, get back to me in about 18 months and uh, we'll look at it again. So. So where did the Stephen Dietz Dracula come from? How did it find its way to your desk? Yeah. So we we had a few and we did some readings and it just it didn't work. So I just went and looked at best horror plays and just started going through lists and reading different shows. And I read some really good ones, but they just wouldn't work for the pump house and for our company. Right. Then I came across this one, which is very female heavy. Mm-hmm. And that's the way our company is, as a, a lot of companies are. As all companies yeah. are, especially from a, an acting perspective. Yes. And so I just thought we can cast this. I know, uh, you know, some good people and the subject matter works for what we're doing. So it just sort of clicked. And um, it, it's it's been a departure for me going back to that great big production. Right. You know, 12 people in 12 a play. People. That's a um, lot. So, so much uh, lighting and sound, props, costume, blood, all the stuff. So it's it's really got me back oh into it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Full, full exposure. Yeah, everything. So it's spring of this year, early spring, I'm going to guess. You've, you've read it. You've decided Dracula, Stephen Dietz, this is the one. I'm going with this. What happened next? Uh, it took it to the board. They all agreed. But when did that happen? Do you think just a little bit later or was it like that day? <laughs> Once, you know, I got a copy to everybody and they read it. They were like, yep, this is, we can do this. And then we checked the rights were available. The one we'd already been, we'd, we'd put in for rights on another one, but luckily we got out of it because right. once we read it as a group, it, it wasn't, didn't, it no. didn't work on paper. It was okay. And then we read it aloud and went, no, no. So, um, we read this one and went, yep. This is good. We didn't even do a, a table read. We just went with it. As you do. That's yeah. that's great. Okay, so you pitched it to the board. The board said, yes, everybody's happy. What happened next? Were you set to direct all along from the beginning yes, here? yeah. And who did you have on your production team already? Or did you have to go and start finding people for the production team? It's the biggest part of putting the actors. They come out. You know, we, I know. We, we auditioned. That's why it's one of my stock questions every single time. Yeah. How did the production team come? together it's still coming together oh i mean you're not alone (laughs) um but we knew that emily was going to produce okay and uh, jackie you know does wardrobe for pretty much every show emily and jackie are other people on the board of workshop theater just to let the listener the board yeah we 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 put it together we we get it going and then we bring in different people so uh right 
So we've got Kate Wellner. She has been doing the actor studio and acting with Workshop for a couple of years. Uh, she's This is her first time doing stage managing. And then Sarah Olhauser, she does our uh, Kids Cushion Cabaret, which are the shows we put on for kids. This is her first time doing props and being assistant stage manager. I've worked with them. I've, I've taught them both in the actor studio. So we've got a, a great rapport. The team has come together. It's just getting those last bits of lights and sound. Exactly. Um, my sound designer is, is Safia Elder, who I just did... Um, wrestling with Andy Kaufman. Right. Yes. Um, the, your provincial one act. Yeah. Uh, the one that pulled her out of 12th night for a show. I know. Yeah. 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 I had when we actually, when they did the awards, I had her on my phone and she was still in full beard because yeah. she was playing and she's freaking out backstage and it was lovely, but she's doing our sound design. Wow. It's just you people, you, this is what you do. You, you got the people, you reach out, you grab them and, and, and push forward. Yep. So you've got the full team together. Or are you still looking for people and you're probably looking for backstage running crew at this point? Well, one of the good things with this is that there's three or four characters that don't have a lot on stage. Right. So they're going to do a lot of stage running. That's great. Lighting is coming together. That's that's the big one is, is, is you know, we've got people to run the show. Right. But it's the actual hanging and plotting the lighting design. That, that's where you you, you got to find people for, for every show. A real lack of yes. uh, of people in lighting areas here in Calgary. We're lucky to get some new, new fresh blood that's out there. I've talked to a few people that have some new burgeoning people who love lighting. But that is a very specific type of person. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's completely beyond me. I'm, I'm, you know, sit with the actor and do all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm fine with doing this in the dark. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me one light. Yeah. So you put your production team together. You probably then, like, or were in the process of doing so. When did auditions happen for the show? They were very early because I was getting into doing a summer production. So I right. wanted to get, get it done and get people their scripts. So I want to say we auditioned in... July. Oh, wow. Okay. And got people their scripts in August and started rehearsing in September. And did you have a lot of people come out for yes, auditions? Yeah. It was pretty intense. It was really hard. It was it was really difficult. I love that. I, and it's great, you know, yeah. to be spoiled no, no, for no, choice. No. It, yes. It's by, by far and large, I'd have that rather than be like, well, it's that guy and he's yes. doing two characters. Yep. And there were a few that we had to go back and forth and call some people back. But a lot of them was straight from the first initial audition I knew. That's wonderful. Yeah. Like instantly. You know, you, you get a feeling. You just, you know. You do, yeah. And then there's also the people that you want to give a first shot that haven't done anything right. before and they're lovely and you're like, okay, well, let's let's give them a shot. Yeah. And and so what did you do for auditions? Was it a cold read? Did they have to come with a prepared monologue? What were you looking for? Whenever I audition, I always do cold reads because preparing a monologue that doesn't relate to what we're going to do, that's fine. I can see how you can prepare that, but give you this script, just see what you can do with this character off the top of your head. Oh, okay. Off the top of this. So they didn't have the, nope, the sides ahead sides. of time nope. and whatnot. Nope. Okay. No, nope. That's and, interesting. And that's, and it scared a lot of people, but I, I, I like that. I think a little bit of fear helps people to, you know, try something. What's that spontaneity yep. aspect of you? You're like, let's do improv yes. uh, element here. Yeah. If you fall off the script, where do you go? Yes. And then, so I had everybody, you know, they decided which characters they wanted to read for. And, um, I didn't say any, uh, uh, age, gender didn't matter. You could audition for whoever you wanted to. That's awesome. Um, and, and did you stick to the scripts? Preamble, there's a couple of things, or is there some changes? I don't want to get. I don't want to give too much away, but there is. I mean, a we want to give stuff away because we want a people to be yeah. there in the seats. So it'd be great we, to know. We, but we, I have done some androgynous casting. That's wonderful. Yeah, I love um, that. And it was just based upon the person that read best for a character. Yeah. And when we did the the um, auditions, everybody got to read the character they selected, but then I had everybody read Dracula. Yeah. 
because I, I didn't know who was going to be my Dracula. So Dracula everybody. can be anyone. Yes. I mean, if Nicolas Cage can be Dracula, anyone yes. can be Dracula. And and the thing is, Dracula is Dracula. I don't think you need to be burdened by a, an age or gender or anything. It's Dracula. Right. And, and Dracula has been Dracula for hundreds of years. Exactly. So I just went with the person that had the best physicality and read it best. So, yeah. That's I'm, awesome. I'm I cannot excited. wait to see that. Yeah. So you've got the cast. You've given them their scripts. When did rehearsals start? Uh, we did our first table read first week of September. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So pretty um, tight. Yeah. So we so that gave us, you know, all of September and then we, we open October 27th. But if actors got their scripts back in July, oh, yes. yep, what did July, that first August. table read feel like then? Did it did it feel like you'd already done two weeks of rehearsals? Yeah, they, they came with ideas. They came with they came with somebody. You know, yeah. a lot of them were bringing somebody to the table already. Right. And a lot of that is still where it's at now. They, of they, course. They made really good decisions as actors and you just got to tighten it up here Tweak, and there or, or look at the reasoning behind certain Buff, things. Buff, polish, yep. yes. all of those words all, we use. Yes. Was anyone off book? Oh, no. Oh, okay. No, no. no. I um, mean, there, that's two months. Yeah. Like it would not be out of the realm no. of imagination that someone would walk in off book. Yeah. So, but I mean, there are people that, um, especially with these minor character roles, yes, like why yeah. wouldn't you? Well, there's, you know, we we're off book now, but there were people that were weeks ago. They were, they oh were yeah. Pretty good. So you would hope. Yeah. Cause there, there is a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of stage direction. It's, it's very, I, very heavy on the stage direction. Oh my gosh. So I'm doing it minimalist. That makes the lights even harder yes. if there's just that much yes. more going on. So I've pared it down a lot, which was hard for the actors because they're trying to read all this. And I said, don't write, don't read it. Yeah. We've done the blocking. Just go with it. Just because some of the directions are a page long, right? You know, a wolf, a cock, Cockerel crows, uh, a window opens, red eyes up here, uh, something comes out of the center of the stage, blood pours. It's like, okay. And whoa, then your whoa, line whoa, happens. Whoa. But just so you know, that was only seven seconds of actual scene yes, time. Yes. And it took you 12 seconds to read it. Yes. And so it's so hard <laughs> to look at how long the show is going to run because right? I can normally do page math on a show and say, okay, well, minute to a minute and a half. And uh, this one, it's, it's hard. So. It's hard to know. Yeah. But uh, they came in having read it and, you know, one of the first rehearsals, they sat and did a character outline and wrote it and then introduced the characters to us. And it's been a real process. That's you know? wonderful. Because it can't just be, ha, 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 you know, right? there's there's some people here dealing with things. And so there's more depth to it than that. Yes. And also there's a lot of funny to it. Yes. Because that is one of the things that I keep reading every time I look at the little blurb you've got for it, as well as the, the advertisement for it. it there's humor to this yes, horror. Yes. And I'm and excited about that. Renfield is a great character. He's he's completely bonkers. And so there's some great hilarity there. But also within these really staid male characters, there's there's a lot of interaction with the with the female characters and and back and forth and uh, a little bit of back and forth between Van Helsing and Dr. Seward and the relationships. That's what I right? want. Right. Yeah. You know? No, that's what's we're, we're gonna see that on stage unfold and develop yes. and change. And we will be changed as according to it. And one of the questions I always like to ask is what questions will the audience take away from having seen this experience? Because good theater changes you or should do so. I always keep telling people this, the good theater, the experience itself should have some sort of element of impact on you as a person. Mm -hmm. And one of the best ways to do that is to make you ask questions mm -hmm. when you're leaving the theater. So what questions will the general audience member take away from having gotten to see Stephen Dietz's Dracula? They'll look at the relationships of the two female leads and, and just think about 
what Mina and Lucy were going through. And, you know, the, the, for example, Lucy has three possible suitors and then she's seduced by Dracula. And it's, well, what did she want? Right. You know, Van Helsing, the, the whole science and religion. He's got both. And and so at one moment, he's being very scientific. And the next, you know, they've, they're putting holy wafers around a casket. So science and religion. And then I want people to look at, you know, how we cast shows and, you know, male, female, whatever. Does, does it matter? Yeah. Does gender play a does, part does it? in playing a role? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I hope we have taken the show on with 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 the humor but still respect for the source material but mm-hmm. trying some new things in the way that we're staging the costumes are different the music is very different to what you'd normally have in dracula so i i hope that my initial idea my my, my vision for the show comes across and the audiences are talking about that that's great well that makes me even more excited to see it what's something that audiences are going to miss because they're not going to be looking for it that you'd like to point out or you'd like to tell the people listening to this podcast there's this thing that happens you're going to be looking over there but throw a glance this way because then you're going to get to see this really cool thing that happens i always liken it to when you're in a big production sometimes secondary characters develop a relationship that happens over the course of the show and at the end of the show they're, they're holding hands and looking at each other lovingly but they're not where the focus is. It's only if you just happen to catch the tableau. Mm. And there are always stories you end up sharing with your fellow friends and your loved ones that came and see the show. And you're like, oh, did you see the two of us holding hands? And they're like, no, I wasn't looking at you at the time. And so mm. I'm always like things that happen on stage, you can't see everything. But sometimes you can tease an audience to say, oh, yeah, check out this person's reaction to what's going on with that. Yeah, That's something you can always like look out for this. I think for me, because as I said, the show is is very focused on the female leads. The relationship between Mina and Lucy has been a very important factor for me in, in directing it and talking to the actresses about their performances. So I think, yeah, Mina and Lucy, you got to watch Mina and Lucy. There, there's, you know, there's vampires and, and, and Dracula and wolves howling and Renfield's going crazy in his cell. But right. Mina and Lucy and their relationship is is very important. Perfect. That's I mean, that's what you want. Like, hey, pay attention to these two characters. Yes. You're going to see some stuff happen with them and you might overlook it. With all the panoply on display of everything else in this show, yes. the blood, the gore, the sound effects. Yes. Um, this I'm I'm going at it. Um, I might think I'm giving stuff away. I'm not giving stuff away. No, it's you're like, not. It's punk. We're going with punk. Oh, We're, lovely. The whole, That's awesome. The whole aesthetic for the show is uh, 70s London punk. Yeah. And so the music, the costumes, the makeup, the hair, the sounds, it's all very punk. Yeah. We haven't taken it out of the 1890s. We never say what, what it, is. it is, but I just, I like that aesthetic and I yeah. thought it worked well with these anarchist outsider characters of vampires. That's really cool. That is awesome. So we talked a little bit about it, but I'm going to ask it more specifically. What were some of the actual difficulties that you faced bringing this show to the stage, getting it up there? What's some stuff that, you know, nobody ever knows. You go see a show, it's, it, you, as a general sitting audience, you think they, they got their scripts a week ago and now the show's up. None of the people who've never done theater ever know how many thousands of hours are spent yeah. just from the actors learning lines, but then the whole production team building sets and having discussions and having meetings to go through, you know, how many sound effects do we need? Putting together a list for your sound designer and then telling them, give me some options. That's even more work. So yes. what's some challenges that you faced trying to get Dracula 
in front of an audience. The reason I, I loved the play was the dialogue and the relationships with the characters, but it's very tech heavy. Oh, okay. Extremely to the point where things are supposed to come up out of the stage and and you can't do that in the pump house. No, so you can't was, even paint the floor in the, no, in the pump so house. No, so it was pairing it back. So I, I made it minimalist. Okay. I completely made it minimalist so that it focuses on the characters. So pairing it back was the most difficult thing. And, you know, getting clever with the sound and with the fog and with the little things that we can do rather than these gigantic special effects that are in the script. So, yeah, keeping it in a small budget and uh, focusing it on characters was, was, was the big thing. That's awesome. And so then what are you most excited for audiences to see on stage? What's the thing that you you're like, this is the moment. This is the, the panoply. This is the display. Is it the opening of the front of the very first curtain? Is it the audience's expressions themselves as they laugh and shake with fear? What is it that you're looking for? What is it that you want audiences to experience? There's a beautiful opening scene with, with Mina and Lucy, and it's very real and it's very tender and genuine. So I want the audience to be brought in by these characters and then care about them getting eaten. You, you know what I mean? Right. So I, I want audiences to to go on the journey of these these characters. And maybe we do root for Dracula because we we like the bad guys and we like, we, to, do. we like to see them. But just to see the character arcs. And then I, I hope the audience likes the, the, you know, the punk element. You know, it's not in your face. There's little touches. And I hope they get that, that the the certain punk songs. Even if it is in your face, it's totally yeah. fine. It's totally yeah. fine to have that as an aesthetic. Yes. I mean, if Forgetting Sarah Marshall can have a Dracula that's all puppets. Yes. Yeah. And be entertaining and a delightful element. I watched that, sh- that movie again, just to watch those scenes, just to kind of get a feel for the the Dracula puppet production. Yes. And that's one of the reasons I'm excited about this is that it's got that humor element, which that one did have. And then it also has, now you're telling me a punk element. I'm excited and interested in that even more. Yeah, you, you can be firmly tongue in cheek with things. You know, we don't have to, as I said, it doesn't have to be all this, blah, 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 like very serious traditional Bella Lugosi type right. stuff. Yeah, um, very heavy. Yeah, we looked a lot at the the Francis Ford Coppola film. I got people to look at some stuff from Ed Wood because right. the, 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 there's a lot of stuff with Dracula's hands. So I'm very I'm focusing on hands quite a bit. Yep, because it's minimal, but something simple like the way you move your hand. I hope the audience picks up on that. Oh, that's uh, great. You know, so and then Renfield just left the theater and is now streaming on yeah. Amazon Prime. I just saw that with Aquafina and uh, and the lead there. That was great. Yeah. I, I laughed my whole way through Loved that it. while also hating the characters in it, yes. <laughs> which is just delightful. Yeah. With so much Dracula in modern culture these days, do you feel that this one here has a particular lens and a particular uh, outlook that is different that really yes. will give you yeah. an inspiration? And I keep saying, but it focuses on the, the characters and their relationships. Yeah. And then Dracula sort of comes into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we, he we, forces change on relationships. Yes. And we yeah. meet these people and you wonder where they're going or who they are and do they want it? You yeah. Know? So that's what I liked about it the most is, is it, there was more than just people getting bitten. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I always found that Dracula is a force for stasis and unchanging and permanence in a world full of entropy and change. And maybe that's one of the reasons why people love Dracula so much is because he's enduring and unchanging. He will always be a blood hungry bastard, yep. patriarchal power man, generally white, but 
it's the change that he invokes upon people with his placid state existence yes that, uh, and is and, super interesting and if you know being quite honest it's dracula so if you're putting on a halloween show and it's right. dracula as a community theater we, we've got to get those bums on seats right so there were some more avant-garde unknown horror things that i really liked but maybe for a smaller show down the line but right not for 12 this, actors in the pump house no, in the this, you're in the big yes. uh, theater in the pump house that takes time and money and yep. effort to get there. Yep. So. I want I want a hundred bums. That's that's what we want in there if we can. Minimum. Yeah. 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 Dracula is known. You, you've got that value, that name value. So although we're trying some different things with it, it's still Dracula. That's know. awesome. And it opens on October 27th. Yes. Running through till November 4th. There's a lot of shows happening over those two weekends. However, this is a show that you definitely need to get out and see. I don't know if you can hear the impassioned voice that AJ has for this, but his eyes are wide. Yeah. His hands are explicitly ex very, very demonstrative. He is appealing to you to come and see this show. Workshop Theater is a tried and true tested company in Calgary, having put on works for decades mm -hmm. now that are of good quality and great fun. And they do not aim to disappoint with this one. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about Dracula before we? No, I, I just, just, yeah, I hope people come out and see it and, and, and continue to support, you know, community theater in Calgary. There are so many companies, there's so many shows there are so many actors that are taking their spare time, not just actors, you, you, you know, all your people backstage, all your right. people, technical people, giving their free time to put this on and charging minimally for tickets yeah. just for the audience's enjoyment and and, and for us to, to get that feeling of, of, of producing that thing. So, yeah, if, if people and can it come only out. exists for this period of time mm -hmm. and then it goes away for forevermore. Not only that, but every show you see even if it was the next night, is sometimes different. It, well, it's always different. Yeah. It's sometimes quite a bit different. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the scary part of live theater. And then maybe that's also the enjoyable part of live theater because sometimes it's fun to see the character lose their hat when they weren't supposed to. And then the hat's laying in the middle of the stage and you're wondering, are they going to pick it up? And yeah. how will they do that? Well, I have friends that have booked two sets of tickets yep. for early in the run and late in the run. Right. Because they like to see the how show it changes, how it tightens. You're yep. like, whoa, that was seven minutes shorter. Yeah. yeah. And that is the delightful element of live theater. So if you're a passionate individual who wants to become an actor, reach out to Workshop and connect with AJ. He talked a little bit about his actor's workshop and his actor's studio, and that's something that they're building over at Workshop and something that you would be able to get into in a small capacity and work your way up towards feeling comfortable on stage in a show like Dracula. But also, there's lots of other opportunities if you would like to be a part of this community, this troupe. They have great opportunities for people who are looking to become stage managers. You want to become a lighting designer? These are things that they will be able to teach you, help you work with mentoring, and then also build a community together to make shows that are just as good as Dracula is going to be. Absolutely. Oh, oh, oh. everybody got that, right? That's I hope so. <laughs> That's what matters. At the end of the day, 
let's get butts and seats for this show yeah. and put people in your doors for more projects to come. We have people that come out that have never acted. Right. We have people that come out that it's been 15 years or people that are doing shows consistently, but they'll come out to do productions. They'll come out to do the actor's studio to just hone their skills a bit and have yeah. a bit of fun and have that community feeling. Yeah. Get out, meet some new people. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on today. Links to the actor studio and the workshop thing will be in the show's notes. Buy your tickets now. I'm hoping that you have a sellout run and that by the end of the the run, by November 4th, there is so much buzz in the air for Dracula that uh, you're turning people away at the door. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Thank you.